Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au. For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host for today. Joining me is my co-host, former NFL superstar, Chris Bryan. How are you, buddy? It's good to see you. G'day, mate. I'm good. I'm as good as that intro was then. That was just like I'm... seamless from the stinger to the mics on to the volume levels. We've been here 40 minutes, but you finally nailed it, mate. Well done. <laughs> I am getting better. I've almost worked out how to cut up yep. sound clips. Our glorious ex-producer, Christos Tyler, has been coaching me through it. So I think Richie, who's who's still away, he's still in America. He was at the Chicago Bears game Monday night, oh, Tuesday night, Tuesday afternoon for us, but yep. he was there and... Uh, we were trying to get him on the phone, but it's a little bit late in New York for him. He's he's having see, some lullaby, I, bitten on eye. Yeah, see, I wonder what he's up to, because it's like 1am in New York. Like, you should be just either getting ready to go out or, you know, it's... you know, It's a like, city that never sleeps. Well, Richie, come on, mate. Like, I know he's probably going to the... What is it, Broadway? Broadway probably. musical. He would have gone to see a show or something. He would have done something like... Is Matilda in... New York at the moment. Oh, it'd be because he missed like a few that. podcasts here for see Matilda in Australia. He went to a, yep. an afternoon session and a night session. I think he went three or four times. He'll so. be he'll be doing something like that and <laughs> holding hands, walking through Times Square. It'll be absolutely sickening, but I'm sure he's having a great time. And we're all jealous that he was at the game and uh, we weren't. No, well, it was it was a public holiday at least. You had a good trip away with the family. You had a good time. Yeah, look, the weather was horrific. We had hundred km hour winds in a uh, camp and trailer, so the camp and trailer held up. But it was, uh, yeah, look, it was nice to get away for a few days and uh, enjoy some family time. That's always the way. We'll get straight into the newsroom. We'll get we'll start touching base on all the week eight games. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. We'll get straight into it. We have the last game of the year, the last international series game in London, where the Bengals and the Washington Redskins tied at 27 all. Again, kickers missing game winning kicks. It's becoming an epidemic and it's ruining football for me. No one wants a tie. You don't want a tie, no. It's definitely. Something that needs to be, uh, I'd look. How do you fix it? Do you just keep playing until someone scores? I think that's the only answer because what does a draw do for you? You know, it 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 means nothing. But it seems like it was a good game, a high scoring game. It uh, was it was a really good game, very back and forth. Um, it was hard to catch because it was in the middle of the night for us. So yeah. I get up pretty early to watch the games at about 5am, so it's difficult to get up at 1am to watch all of it. Uh, but I've, I've seen highlights. I've watched the uh, the condensed version on Game Pass, which was good. Look, it's two middling teams for me going at it. It was an entertaining game, and I'm sure um, London loved it, but I just can't see any of these teams really going anywhere. They haven't quite taken that next step, have they? We thought the Redskins were good last year, winning the division, and we thought that they were going to take that another step, but they just haven't. They've probably regressed just a little, a little bit. Yeah, um, well, it's quarterback play for both these teams is very similar. You've got guys that manage to accumulate good numbers, but they cousins just, had four hundred and fifty. Yeah, and it's like he's doing it most weeks, but. For some reason, when when you watch the games, he just misses too many throws. And, you know, now they've had their outstanding left tackle, Trent Williams, who's suspended for the next four games. Another drug violation. Yeah, so that's going to hurt them because he's probably their best player on the team. He's he's up there with Tyrone Smith this season for best left tackle in the NFL. I, I would say it's out of those two. So... He's, he's a huge loss. You lose that sort of caliber player on your offensive line, you got to start shuffling guys around. It, it can hurt you. When, so. is, when is it going to sink in? Like when? Like it's it's just ridiculous. Like and the hard thing is for him now is now he's in the he's in the uh, 
program. Yep. So they've, they've hit him once, so now he doesn't get yep. ran. Normally, you only get drug tests between a certain time, and it's in the off-season. It's, it's a, a three-week period they can drug test you, and that's it. But once you're in the program, they can do it at any point. So he's he hasn't helped himself. Hopefully, it's not... He hasn't had any problems with this in the past, so hopefully it was just a, a one-off mishap, and he can, we can move on. But, yeah, look... All Seems in like all, some good numbers there. He had, you know, receivers for the for the Redskins, 107, 99, 93, 67. I thought Crowder was outstanding just, for them. Uh, he only he, had a long of 33 and a touchdown, but still, like, he's had over 100 yards, so he's had yeah, a good Yeah, and he did it in clutch moments. He had a lot of first down conversions, turning into a really nice slot receiver. Uh, all in all, tired games, you know, it doesn't really do anything for them. The Redskins are still above 500 in a very, very good NFC East at the moment, uh, with the Cowboys just just slowly. On, creeping you said away. we weren't going to talk about the Cowboys too late. No, no, we're talking show, about them in the perspective you, oh, of okay. the Redskins. So the, I heard you talking about winning. them on the previous the NBA podcast. You even got the Cowboys in on the NBA podcast. Well, come on, I, mate. I was on the you NBA need, podcast. If you're in yes. control, you need to be a little bit more neutral. Okay, you can't just make it into the. <laughs> hey, we're Cowboys. six and one. All right. We got Zeke. I'm going to talk about them all. I oh, want. Oh, mate, you are jumping on the back of two rookies, and fair enough too. And I'm loving it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the next game. Talking about jumping on bandwagons, we've got the New England Patriots, who every Australian person uh, tends to barrack for. Anyone who realised what NFL was around 2004, 2005, they're they're all over the New England Patriots. They had. A massive win, 41-25 over the division rival Buffalo Bills. Was it really a surprise? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, they were never going to get swept by the Bills. Um, yeah, the one they did lost, Brady wasn't playing. So Brady's come back and um, look... <laughs> Well, they're obviously, I reckon, right up there as Super Bowl favourites. So yep. they just have to, I guess, get through the year um, without as many serious injuries. You know, Gronk, again, he had his... 69th touchdown he, catch. There he is, his 69th. You know what I'm talking about, know, baby. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, look, he is just... Unbelievable. He's hitting he? his straps now, and he's he's almost unstoppable. And that's when he gets going like this... They and it, it, when Brady's thrumming in the ball, they just have such a good connection, such good chemistry. They just understand how to feed each other, and yep. it's starting to get. You know, Tom Brady has missed. He's only played half the season so far. He's played four of the eight games. Yet you'd almost say he's the MVP at this point. He's had a massive impact, hasn't with he? his numbers. Yep. Like it's just unbelievable. And and this was a team that went three and three, three and one, one without yeah. him. So. You know, it's just incredible. It's Bill Belichick does a great job with this team. We will discuss the trade. Yeah. So they traded Jamie Collins to the Cleveland Browns, which is a lot of different opinions to why. The, the, the favorite one I've heard is that he asked for Von Miller money. So as a punishment, Bill Belichick traded yeah. him to the Browns. Um, he was offered, I believe, this is all speculation at this point, $10 million a season, which he turned down. And then... He was basically called out for not playing hard enough in games. He barely played on the weekend. He was used very sparingly. They have a rookie who has, people believe, has been outplaying him. I think he's outplayed him in some ways, but a guy like Jamie Collins is the most athletically gifted linebacker in the NFL by quite a long way. Yep. So a great pickup for the Browns. Oh, look, it, it's obviously can't hurt the Browns. He's their best player. Game. Yeah. But look, I think it proves the sort of uh, coach Belichick is. He's just, a, it's about. It feels the like team. a message. Yep. It is about the team. And it doesn't matter who you are or what you play like. If you're not team, then we'll find someone who is, you know. So it's funny, I've seen something about him. He. He went to bed seven and one and woke up eight and zero. <laughs> yeah, like it's a big drop off. Now uh, he is in the last year of his rookie deal, so a deal will have to get done. It's a third round pick for the Browns, who have a ton of draft picks. Yeah. So uh, I think it's a great move by the Browns because he instantly becomes definitely their best defensive player, and um, no doubt about their best defense player, and probably their best player. Yeah, he's certainly their most dynamic player. Uh, and it gives them a seven-month head start to sign him. Because let's be honest, if, if the Browns 
say they'll go 1-15 and 15 or 0-16, and 16, whatever they're going to do. He then leaves New England at the end of the season. The Browns aren't signing Jamie Collins. No, that's He's right. not going to Cleveland. No. So now they get him in the building. They can build relationships. They can get the guys to butter him up, coaches to get him on, yep. on board. And then they have a better chance of signing him. Plus, they have the ability to franchise tag him if they really want to. So yep. I like the move. Give up a third-round pick, which you have plenty of. Uh, and get a guy in the building yeah. who can be dynamic. I think it's a win for both teams. Yep. You, th- you think of him, though, personally. Like, do you, is it money or do you want success? Like, he might never play in a Super Bowl or he might never win one. And if well, he, he has had, one, he's won one already. With has him. he? Yeah, he won one, two. Yeah, he was in the Seahawks. But now, because he's been greedy, he's gone to the Browns and he ain't going to win one there in a, unless he plays for 40 years. But, like, you know. It's the money or the success, you know what I mean? It's it's that uh, it's still ten million dollars a year, but anyway, uh, he's gone seems there. Seems ridiculous. I certainly wouldn't have turned that down to play for the New England Patriots. No, but, and on the other side of that game, the Bills. Uh, Percy they signed Harvin. Percy Harvin, which uh, Rex Ryan himself called they're trying to catch lightning in a bottle. So basically, he retired due to to injury issues. Yeah. He seems to be okay, so they're just trying something. I, I quite like it. A team. Without Sammy Watkins, yep. they need some dynamic players on offense. I'm using the word dynamic a lot today, but it's a great move. If he if he doesn't if it doesn't work out, there's there's no harm. No, that's right. If it does, they look terrific. Well, that's and right. I think it could help them because they're not out of it at this point. Like I'm just they're four and four. Yep. In, in the AFC race, you'll win ten games. You might you, you're a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. You win nine, you're a chance. It's all it's pretty even the whole AFC. Yeah, isn't it? So, so they're not out of it, and I don't think. Them losing to the Patriots. They beat the Patriots early in the year, which the Patriots weren't going to let them win this game no matter what. So they need to get this offense sorted out. Nola Sean McCoy kills them. Yeah. Happened to them last week. They lost last week as well. It's He is their best football player. They need him on the field. They need to get him right. Hopefully they'll have him back. But again, New England just asserting their dominance on the game. And speaking of asserting dominance, the Carolina Panthers destroy the Arizona Cardinals 30-20. to Arizona came back a little bit late, but this game was over in the third quarter. And Arizona are in real trouble of not making the playoffs now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they, uh, they've fallen right off the perch, haven't they? They haven't, um, they haven't done much the last couple of weeks. David Johnson, he we spoke about him on Sunday about his matchup with Luke Keekley and obviously Luke got the uh, got the better of that with uh, Johnson only having twenty four yards. So ten carries for t- twenty four yards, that's a well down on the production that he's been uh, been having early in the year. Yeah, it's certainly his worst game of the season, and when that defense works it out, they are very good. Oh, yeah. And Luke Kukley is the best middle linebacker in the league. He's Him and Bobby Wagner probably have, have been on par this season, but Kukley is outstanding. Thomas Davis is great. The, the interior D tackles, Starla Tulele is, is an outstanding football player, uh, shorts. So when they get it going, they're good. The trouble I'm having is with Carson Palmer at the moment. He's just so slow to start. He's, he had that little nick in his hamstring, didn't he, a few weeks ago? Yeah. Was it? So whether he's not quite at pace, full pace yet, you don't know. But he he is getting old. Um, and if they don't, I, I think if they don't make a, a serious run this year, then... They'll move on? Well, they'll either draft someone early or and, you know, sit him for a, a year or two behind Palmer. Yeah. But, you know... Palmer's not going to be there for for much longer without a serious tilt at the Super Bowl, I don't think. And it's been it, the whole offense has just declined. Larry Fitzgerald has, has had a good year. He's he's been fine. He had an okay game in this one. Nothing special. Uh, he did have a, the ten catches for seventy four yards. So he's getting a lot of the ball, and he's certainly working. But it's all coming late. This is what I mean. Like they're just getting nothing done when the game's on the line. Uh, they're getting blown out early of a lot of games. They probably should have won. Well, they definitely should have won, you know, against the Seahawks last yep. week. And then you lose this game. The season's just, it's totally getting away from me. Yep. In an NFC now that the Eagles are, are two games ahead of them for the wild card, the Packers and Minnesota are going to be around. One of them is going to be fighting for a wild card. Yep. 
Um, so the, it's just too competitive. Torrin Matthew injured. He's. He, what did he, I read something that he did an injury. Oh, I haven't seen anything serious. Nothing's come up for me, but oh, he's the defense is probably better than it was last year. Yeah, it's certainly on par with what it was. So it's yeah, it's it's really hard to evaluate what's going wrong. But it, there's no explosiveness on offense, and it's starting to hurt them now. It's certainly catching up with them. So it'll be interesting to see. They are well coached. I think Bruce Arians is one of the best coaches in the NFL. So oh, absolutely. If yeah. anyone can get it right, it will be him. The other quick um, quick one I want to touch on, Jonathan Stewart, uh, dominant, but Cam Newton. Did you hear his remarks after the game? No, I didn't. What did he say? So now football's not fun because he feels unsafe because the refs don't protect him. Uh, so that's his new issue. Um, he's going to sit uh, down with Roger Goodell, direct quote, and have a chat with him about why he gets refed differently. Now, as American media likes to, they've crunched the numbers. And since he entered the league, he actually has... There's 17 other quarterbacks that have more missed calls on on them than him, where he's claiming that you know he gets an unfair deal. The, the, the issue with Cam Newton is when you run with the ball like he does, what, 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 how do you adjudicate that? So he's running with the ball... And the what does what does the defensive back or a linebacker do? Because if you don't go at him to hit him hard, he runs through you. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you're about to hit him hard and he drops to the ground. It's really difficult to assess that, and he's kind of made his bed now. I think so. Like he, you slide feet first, and exactly you don't get hit. Exactly. But you you pick and choose when you do that. Then the defense pick and choose when they hit you as well. Exactly. And you do. You go head first more often than not. They're going to hit you. And a, a defensive coach will let will give up a penalty Absolutely. in that situation. They'll, They'll if, say if he goes head first, you hit him. Yep. And if the ref adjudicate it, then you know, we're going to cop it because I'm pretty sure, like in the Atlanta game when he's trying to score the touchdown, that was one of the ones he brought up. Yeah. He was a running back at that That's point. It. You're a free game almost. He's established yeah. himself as a runner. Yep. He's trying to get through the linebacker on the goal line, a linebacker's not just going to let him score because he's a quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Come in. You yeah, can have like, Come on. Oh, he's, he's... You know what? He needs to grow up. If you're going to be the face of a franchise, I get it. It's frustrating and he's competitive and he hates losing and they're all great qualities to have. But it's time to grow up and be a man. Yep. And when you're up on the podium, do you ever hear Tom Brady saying this sort of stuff? Do you ever hear... Tom knows when to go down. Do you ever hear Peyton Manning saying this stuff? Russell Wilson's a running quarterback. Does he ever get hit in no. the head? You know, like these are all... I know the last person I'm trying to think who had comments like this sort of stuff was RG3. And look where his career's gone. Yeah. At the end of the day, he really needs to just just man up a bit. And at, when it's at this stage of the year and you're, what is he, two and five now, are they? I think so, yeah. You know, like, you don't need the distraction of saying, oh, I'm going to speak to the commissioner because I'm getting hit too many times. You know what? Just shut up. And play football. Play football and get your franchise that you're a face of. Back won the, the MVP season, last year. Back into the And season. then when they lost the Super Bowl, there was all that, you know, that stuff after the, after the press conference, the absolute carry-on that he ah. went through. He stormed off after an interview. This is the NFL. Yep. This is why you earn $25 million a year, Cam, because you're expected to do this stuff. The media are going to ask you questions that sometimes you don't want to answer. You shut your mouth. Yep. You say something like, I'm just I'm just looking forward to, the, to next week. I'm just happy we got a win today. The whole team played well. Yep. Not, oh, the refs have taken the fun out of football and I feel unsafe. Get your head out of your ass. Ridiculous. Just quickly there, it's uh, that Tyron Matthew has a, is a three- to six-week shoulder injury. Wow. Okay, um, I've missed that one. Yeah, it's just come up today. So That's huge. Yeah, he had a sublax mid-game and, um, yeah, out three to six weeks. Well, that That's huge for them because he's so important to that defense. So, look, uh, I can see the Arizona Cardinals season just, just getting away from him now. Well, especially because the Seahawks are – you know, getting their groove and Russell Wilson's getting healthy. So that, you know, potentially is not going to win that division. Well, they have the 49ers this weekend as well. That's a real trap game. Is that in San Fran? Yep. San Fran play better at yeah. home. And they've lost seven, They've lost six in a row. At some point, they're going to fire up and have a good game. Yep. And without Matthew, I'm not saying they will win. I'm not sure. But 
it's it's a risky game. The Arizona just aren't that good anymore to no, think they're right. just going to win that yep, game. I agree. Let's get on to, speaking of not winning games, let's get on to the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets going down by three points, 31 to 28. I thought the Browns were going to do it. Josh McCown got them the lead and then Ryan Fitzpatrick came back, got the game-winning drive. Uh, look, both pretty crummy teams. <laughs> but if you're... A, let's just talk Browns for a moment. Because let's be honest, both of these teams are irrelevant. Yep. But if you're a Browns fan right now, you've got... Yeah, quarterback is a bit of an issue. I understand that. But you've got Isaiah, Isaiah Crowell. You're a top 10 running team in the NFL. So your offensive line's... It does an okay job. Probably need to get a couple of pieces on it. Um, your running back's pretty good. But then you've got Terrell Pryor, who had another 100-yard game, an up-and-coming star at yep. receiver. Absolutely. You've got Corey Coleman coming back from injury soon, who looked every bit of what he was promised for pick 16 in the draft. Defensively, you've just picked up Jamie Collins, another exciting player, which we discussed earlier. Um You've got Kirksey, who's turning into a great middle linebacker. Um, Haddon, who they're talking about trades, but he's a solid corner at the moment. So whether he gets traded or not, you're going to get something good for a guy like that. There's a lot of things to feel excited about. I think, I think. well, they can't be any worse, can they? So no. they, they, has, they have to improve. We know we've spoken about the head coaches. He's rock solid there, so you know he's got the power to, to build around him. Yeah, and he's done... a this offense isn't a massive issue. Like he's, let's just put this into perspective. They've had seven quarterbacks play for them this year. They finally get Josh McCown back and they put 28 points up on a Jets defense, which is okay. Like their defensive front's quite, they're not a bad defense. It's not like they're playing the the Raiders defense or the worst in the league. They're playing an okay defense. So this offense is fine. Um, Hugh Jackson, I think, has done a great, like it's so hard to say he's done a great job because they're 0-8. But this team, they could have easily won a couple of games. That's right. I look like I heard you talking earlier. They, I think they will. Initially, I didn't. You know, three weeks ago, I thought they're not going to win a game all year. But yeah, they they're playing better, and they just can't finish. If McCown uh, plays the rest of the year, I think they'll win a couple of games. Yeah, I think so too. Look, uh, the major fact that I've seen the last few weeks is their time of possession. They're significantly down. So their defense is on the field a lot. And they're a, a bad defense. So They're very young. They're young. So they're going to fatigue and, they, you know, they, well, that uh, Fitz goes down and late in the game and for the game-winning drive. So I think that's a result of tired, fatigue defense being out there too long. So looking at all their other numbers, they're all pretty similar. 22 first downs. They had over 400 yards. Jets only had 393. Everything's pretty on parallel, um, but just their time of possession. They just need to hold the ball a little bit longer and keep their defense a little fresher. Yeah, and you've got, you know, on the on the flip side, Fitzpatrick, you know, he's, he's a little bit in FU mode since they benched him. Well, they benched him. And he's, he's won un- two games in a row for them. He's only back because Geno done his knee, so. Yeah, exactly. And he's got them to three and five. Their next couple of games are very winnable. So they could potentially be five and five in a couple of weeks, yeah. and who, who knows? Then, like, I kind of like it when a guy, you know, I, I didn't like his comments saying that everyone gave up on me and this and that, and then he, um, the coach Todd Bowles responded with, "Well, if it takes if it takes him believing in himself to stop turning the ball over, then that'll make me happy." <laughs> so there's obviously a little bit of. Uh, you know, displeasure between each other. But when you win, that seems to just go away. And it does. I feel like if they can get to five and five, maybe win seven or eight games for the year, you can walk away saying, we've got good pieces here. Their receivers are great. They're doing this all without Eric Decker. Yep. Um, Quincy Inunua had another great game. I, 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 lo- I don't think Brandon Marshall's there next year. If he is, I think he, he'll start to decline a little bit. But you get Decker back, you get Anunua back, you find a quarterback in the draft somewhere. You know, picking mid of, middle of the first round's pretty good for quarterback this year because I don't well, think there's any Hackenberg outstanding ones. On in- you know, who knows what he's going to become? Exactly. So if they can, hey, who knows? Maybe you make a trade for Tony Romo or Jay Cutler. You know? Well, we'll talk about Romo later. There's, there's mate. big talk about those sorts of trades. So. But a sh- just a quick shout out again to our uh, Aussie punter, Luck Edwards. Six punts, an average of 42.3. 
three inside the 20 and a long of 57. So he's he's putting together an, a solid season. Very really. good rookie year. I think, you know, you forget it's his first season in the NFL. Yep. So uh, he's doing an outstanding job for them. Well, have you got his, his season stats there? Yeah, I just got them up now. He's uh, 37 punts. He's averaging 43.2. He got a net average of nearly thirty-eight yards, so no blocks. You know he's he's got thirteen down inside the twenty. So it's a good that's a good average for that many inside twenty. It is, and he's only had two touchbacks. So you know that you know you get a touchback that hurts your average. But yep. he's obviously using his uh, drop punts to, you know, to good his pooch punts, as they like to call po- it. Pooch punts, yeah. No, so. that's that's good. Ho- hopefully, he continues to to play really well. Yep. The next game we have the Houston Texans getting their fifth win of the season, all at home, five and zero at home this year, over the Detroit Lions, twenty to thirteen, and for the first time, really this season, we've seen Matt Stafford fail to win a game in the last, you know, in on the closing drive, and it's unfortunate for them because they win this game and they're right back in it, and this loss, as I said before, with. You know, the competitiveness of the NFC, they're at 4-4 four and four now. You're starting to fall behind a little bit of the Green Bays and the Eagles and, and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Look, they, they'd put a good few weeks together, hadn't they? Three on the trot yeah. and getting some excitement around it. And I, I didn't see any of this game, so I, I, can, I can only go on what I see at the stats. And um, if you say Stafford just couldn't quite get the job done He late. just, yeah, he failed on, on the last drive. The... Osweiler, a lot better today. He played much, much better with an injured Lamar Miller only, you know, getting the 56 yards. He did score a touchdown. But, yeah, Miller definitely wasn't himself with a bit of a rib injury, a shoulder injury, sorry, mm-hmm. he got last week, which kept him out most of that game last week. But it's amazing what a w- the difference a week makes, and it's amazing what playing at home does for a team. There must be... Com- more comfortable beds that they sleep in in yeah. Houston because they all sleep in a hotel before the game, even at home games. So the hotel in Houston where they stay before home games must be a lot nicer than where they stay away games. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> There's something like, that's working. Or the food or something. I don't, who knows? But it is al- it al- always nicer to be at home. But, I mean, they keep it pretty similar when you, you're in a hotel a night before as a team, like no matter where you're home or away, so it's um, it's a strange one, I guess. I will just say for the Detroit Lions, Eric Ebron came back from, from injury, had the seven catches for 79 yards, a long of 34. He looked great, and, and Theo Riddick, the running back, back from injury, and he had the eight catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. So they it's so hard because I just don't think they're quite good enough to make the playoffs this year. But they're, they're frisky. They're a frisky team at the moment. And this loss, I thought they'd beat Houston. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, I thought they'd take care of them. But Houston at home, Osweiler played a lot better. It was a pretty boring game. I, I did watch this one. Not a lot went on. Not a lot of big plays. Osweiler did a lot of his usual dink and dunk. Nothing, you know, his longest completion was... He did have a 23-yarder this week. Had two 23-yarders, which... Is good, but then other than that, everything's below 15 yards. Yeah. So at least he had a couple of big throws, but it's a very dink and dunk offense. And I think Bill O'Brien, the, the head coach and the, the play caller there, he's got to make a decision now what he's going to do with this team. Because if they're going to win the division and do something in the playoffs, he needs to start just unleashing Osweiler, calling a play like he can make all the throws, because that's what you need from a guy who you're paying that sort of money to. you got to, yeah. And you've got to find out. If you can't do it, unleash your offense. You know what? If you lose a couple of games because of it, that's life. At the end of the day, if he makes the playoffs, if he wins that crappy division by at 9-7, and seven, makes the playoffs, gets destroyed by the Broncos or the Chargers or Kansas City, or Kansas or Raiders. City Raiders in the playoffs, whoever, which is going to happen, yep. he's going to get fired anyway. So you may as well throw it all out there, grow some balls, stop being gutless, and, and try and win games. And at the moment, it, Stafford could have easily just, if it wasn't for their, their good pass defense and their good pass rush, again with Clowney and Merciless and all that, if it wasn't for them, they would have lost that game. It was yeah. them making the plays to stop Stafford. 
So he's not a defensive guy. He needs to get his offense going. They're one of the worst in the league. You know, if it wasn't for Lamar Miller, they'd have nothing. So he's got to start trusting Osweiler, making some throws. They are five and three. They're up in the division by two games. So, you know, the the division's in front of them to win. Yeah. It's just a matter of they haven't won a game on the road yet. So they've got to start trusting the quarterback and trusting the offense. Let's get to our next game. We have the Chiefs winning thirty to fourteen over the Indianapolis Colts. And Nick Foles led Chiefs mm. after Alex Smith got absolutely poleaxed. He got smoked, didn't he? He was. <laughs> he should have gone down. It was a mistake of his. He played most of the first half, was playing really well. Andrew Luck was probably his worst game of the year. Definitely his worst game of the year. He ran the ball. He had a few rushing yards, but other than that. They just got nothing going. And 60 rushing yards. Yeah, that, they never looked like it today, though. And offensive line issues just keep popping up for this team. Yeah, we thought they were on the improved, didn't we? We knew that they were going to be rusty because of, you know, they're all being new. They're all just coming from the draft. We thought that they would be slow. But, you know, a few weeks ago we said that they're improving and giving him a bit more time. But, yeah, if you're saying that they're... They're struggling. They're just getting to that point. They're getting a little bit beaten up. I don't know when their buy is or if they've had it. They probably need. I believe they've had it. And the Chiefs are rolling now. Yep. And they're starting to look really good. That division with the Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, and even San Diego you can put in there, they're four very good teams. They're four teams that could potentially play playoffs, but now they won't. Well, they won't. Yeah, they will. But I think you'll get three. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I think three of them will make it. And I'm feeling like the Raiders might just, their luck might run out with that defense. Um, but great division. Yeah, great football. It's exciting, isn't Not it? much so. to say from the Colts sideline. You know, Nick Foles came in and as a backup quarterback, he ran the offense perfectly. Two touchdowns, 223 yards, 16 to 22. So completion percentage was right up there. Um, didn't miss a beat. Chincharic West was the, the front runner with the rushing yards, um, which was weird because Spencer Ware has been kind of the feature player for them. Travis Kelsey started starting to hot up at tight end, one of the best in the league. Yep. Macklin with a touchdown. So th- the big news out of Kansas City is Jamal Charles going yep. on IR. Yeah. His knees just aren't right. I don't. Do you, I'll ask you do you think we'll see Jamal Charles in a Chiefs uniform again? I, look, I'd probably not. Like no. he's had. What, two ACLs now, back-to-back years, and now he still can't get right. They, I don't know, can he return? From no, no. Nah, so well, he can, but he's not going to at this point of the season. You have to be on for eight. So, no, he can't. He can't come back. So, yeah, I guess it's the, depending on his contract status, which I don't know he's about. He's due to earn $3.5 million next year, which isn't a lot for a running back. No. Well, so maybe they'll keep him on if it's not. What I would work. think is that, because he doesn't earn that much, it would be pretty easy to get a trade. Yeah, You could maybe pick up a fifth or sixth round pick for yep. someone like that. And they don't need him. They won 11 games in a row without him last year. Uh, he's been a great player for them. But at this point, you just I think you have to move on. Well, he's, it's, it turns to business then, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, the fairy tale of it just doesn't come into it. And no. if, they can, if they feel that they can make a trade for a fourth, fifth, sixth round pick... To get uh, to be better off, then then that's what they'll do. So, um, yeah, we'll see what John Dorsey and uh, Andy Reid do with him. Yeah. On a good note, though, the Chiefs are absolutely rolling five and two, looking really good, and hopefully they can keep rolling because I, I don't mind. I know Richie hates the Chiefs, but I don't mind the Chiefs. Yeah, I like, look, I got a soft spot because of uh, I know John Dorsey, John Dorsey pretty yeah. well, but um, and I, I like Alex Smith to be honest. I like a guy that you know. Went number one. Things didn't work out for him at a terrible 49ers team. Then finally when they got good and he was playing well, he then gets injured and Kaepernick takes yeah. his spot. And he then ends up at the Chiefs where he's been a, a very good quarterback for them. There'd be a lot of teams that would Absol- take Alex Smith. I, absolutely. I reckon Cleveland Browns might take him right now. You know, the Jets, uh, probably the Bills. There's a lot of teams that would have a guy like him. Yep. So he's really put together a nice career considering how it started. Let's get to one of the surprises of the week. The Seattle Seahawks going down to the New Orleans Saints 20-25. to It was in New Orleans, so we all know how good the Saints are at home and 
how Seattle do struggle on the road a bit. But this... Just a terrible, terrible game for the Seattle Seahawks two weeks in a row now. Well, it's one that they they couldn't really afford to, to drop, I don't think, and especially in their division. You know, um, you wouldn't have thought that they, you know, you'd, they would have been favourites. But, you know, New Orleans, again, they're just putting up numbers, aren't they? Putting up big yards and Drew Brees is getting old, but he's still producing and, oh, yeah, look, I think the New Orleans are okay. They've they've lost offensively. Of, they're offensively, very good. that's right. I think they're exciting because they do put up good numbers and they yeah. air the ball out and whatever. But um, yeah, for the Seahawks, I think this one is definitely a, a kick in the guts for their season. Yeah, and Russell Wilson just—he's still not right. Russell Wilson—he's still hurt. He, yeah, I, I can't work out this offense. Their offensive line is abysmal. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. Have you? You should send some tape. I'm not sending tape. You should send tape. No, I'm not I, doing that. You should have given it with Richie, and he could have <laughs> dropped it in while he was over there. Yeah. Okay. Come on, James. <laughs> You're better than this. No, I'm not better than anyone on this Seattle Seahawks roster. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate the confidence, though. Look, they they lost their tackle last week. Their left tackle who's out for the season now, so they're on to a replacement. Pro Football Focus has them ranked the second worst offensive line in the NFL. They, they're just not very good, and there's nothing you can say about it. And you put that in with Marshall and Lynch being hurt, Thomas Rawls being hurt and not being able to produce as much. Um, Christine Michaels doing an okay job as a running back, actually quite a good job at running back, but they just can't stay on the field for long, and it's now affecting their defense. Their defense scored a touchdown in this game. So the defense is doing everything they can. I just, yeah, I I don't know how they get this right right now because it's it's just not there. Yeah, it's, it's just not there for it's them. Offensively, there. it's not there. I think for me, I always, I've always said that defense wins championships. Yeah. Um. So their defense will keep them in the hunt. Um. Oh look, I think they'll win allow, that division. Allow them to get to the playoffs. And then hopefully their offense is clicking by then. So, but you never like if you get Russell Wilson healthy later in the year. You know he might not be practicing well, much remember, now. Their and, first half of the season last year was terrible. Yeah, they were in real like they were as like the Arizona Cardinals this year. So they were in a real. Everyone thought, oh, they might not make it, and they turned it around. And Russell Wilson turned it on. The injuries worry me, and I, I really I don't know what more to say about them if they can't make a trade to try and fix this offensive line, I think the offense is going to see the same struggles most weeks. Like, this is the worst, one of the worst defenses in the NFL, the Saints. Yeah, absolutely. And they struggled against them. Yeah. I thought even with their handicaps, they'd be able to get something done against this defense, but they, they really couldn't. Uh, they fall to 4-2-1 and one on the season, so they're, they're two and a half games up on the Cardinals still. Okay. So they should be able to hold on to that. Uh, where the the Saints have go to three and four, they win this week and Atlanta lose. Who are playing Tampa Bay Bucks? They're half a game behind Atlanta because they've beaten them. So yeah. they're fighting for a, for a chance to win that division. Atlanta have been good, but they've also been beatable. Like, they're yeah, beatable. Well, they only just won, didn't they? Yeah. The so it's they're interesting. The... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. When you've got Drew Brees, I think you've always got chance to win games, yeah, and he just keeps proving that. They need to get that defense fixed up, but that won't happen this year. So good luck to the Saints and the Saints fans. The next game we head to, one of the games of the week, the Raiders getting the win 30-24 over the Bucks in overtime. Outstanding play. They're calling Jack Del Rio Black Jack Del Rio because oh. he just loves taking chances. Fourth and five in overtime. He goes for it. Gets the catch for the first down where Seth Robert breaks two tackles, takes it in for a touchdown to win the game. Derek Carr, though, is in legitimate MVP conversation at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Outstanding. He, they, and they, they're they putting the uh, game in his hands. He had 59 attempts on the weekend. So they're yep. like, here you go, mate. Like, it's on to you. So he had 40 completions. He threw for over 500 yards with four touchdowns and no interceptions. Like he's – and the Bucks D, 
is probably their strong point. We've spoken about that in the past, yeah, haven't they're, we? They're not terrible. They're not, so terrible. They're not terrible. So, look, I, their receiving core: Amari Cooper, 173 yards; Michael Crabtree, 108 yards; two 69-yard receivers. You know, two 30-yard receivers. Like, and Crabtree did it all in overtime. Okay, he did all like most of his damage was done in overtime. So. This just shows they just kept Cooper, Cooper, Cooper because they were covering Crabtree really well. And then they started covering Cooper and Crabtree's on. Yep. And this is what I like about Derek Carr. He's not picky about who he's throwing the ball to. He's not only targeting Cooper. He's not only tar- he's just He runs the offense, takes yep. what they're giving him. He has the arm to make 100% to make all the throws. Yep. Incredible arm talent. And he's a fiery competitor and it's now translating to a winner because he, when it's on his shoulders, he wants that game so bad and he's not scared of the moment. No. He's not afraid to lose. I and think you're right. It's a culture that's creating now. And I, like, I know their defense is terrible. And as I said earlier, it might hurt them and they're in a really hard division. Uh, if they want to make playoffs, they're probably... I think the Chiefs are just better than them because they're more consistent. And the Chiefs beat them a couple of weeks yeah. ago. So, but... They're going to need that defense to improve. But when you have a guy like Derek Carr, he reminds me of Brett Favre. That's honestly, he's yeah. that's what he reminds me more than anyone I've ever seen of Brett Favre. Just is the will to win. He just wants to win yep. football. And you know what? His stats might not always look good. They won't always be impressive, but there'll be a lot of W's next to his name yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And man, the, the Raiders have just made such a good decision picking him that's up. It's a winning business, isn't it? So I think, look, looking at these here, there's. 23 penalties for over 200 yards. It's incredible. Yards. So, it's incredible to win a game with that many penalties. And I guess that just shows this is probably the worst game the Raiders have played for a while. And they still put up 30 points and win. They put up over 600 yards for the whole game. With 23 penalties. With 23 penalties. Like, it was like watching the game, every it's... second player was a holding or a false start. or It was unbelievable. Even on the on the game winning drive, they had two false starts and a holding penalty on the game, and then still won yeah. the game because Derek Carr is just so effective. So you clean those things up, and exactly you clean those up, and they're not they're just fundamentals that you just every player knows. So yeah, they'll get cleaned up, and yep. I think I th- I think they're going to be okay. So yeah, I think they're really good, and I, I like it because it's the team that struggled for a long time I since they so lost too. to the Patriots in that championship game with the the tuck rule. Ever since then, they've really struggled. So it's good to see teams come back around and, and starting to play well. And I I hope they do well because I've got a soft spot for them. We will just touch on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Winston was solid. He just misses too many throws at this point. He needs to get his percentage up. Roberto Aguayo misses another extra point on the season. <laughs> he kicks that extra point. The game never goes into overtime and they win. Who it's, goes? Who goes first? Him or the general manager who picked him? Like, this, it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know what Connor Bath's doing, how his season's going in Chicago, but... They're not talking about him missing extra points and missing field goals, and they had him at Tampa. So, um, I I don't get it. It's it's gonna. Well, he has to stay there. Like he has to stay because they're not giving up that. They and the the cap hit. It's all guaranteed for the first four years. Yeah. So the cap hits. It's not a lot, but you're not going to just give up dead money on a kicker who, by all means, should be good. It's not as if he's a he should be a bad player. He's Oh, just it's, it's such just, a bad move on their behalf. It is, isn't it? And it, they're paying for it now. And I heard John Gruden. I found it interesting. John Gruden on the on her um, the Monday night show saying that you know when he was when he was coach for the the Raiders, they picked Janikowski in the first round and yeah. a punter in the fifth. Let and he was kind of there. boasting about it. Like Janikowski's been a great kicker. And I feel I felt like someone should have said to him. That's all well and good, but you probably could have got the kicker in the fifth round. Yep. No one was taking him. Yes, his value, he's probably worked out okay. That's fine. But that's a first-round pick you gave up. Like, honestly, it's yeah, it's a very old-school mentality. Just looking at Connor Bass' uh, season so far, 14 for 14 on extra points. Yep. Hasn't missed an extra point, and he's 78 
percent field goals. He's only missed three. So And that's that you don't know, they might have three might have been from outside fifty well, who and knows, whatnot. Yeah. You don't know, but he certainly got better stats than than Aguayo. Well So yeah. let's move on. We've got another division game, the Denver Broncos getting the win in a twenty seven nineteen game. Although this game looks like it was offensively driven from the score, it was a defensive game. Both defenses played really well Philip Rivers, the three interceptions is probably the difference where Simeon only had the one. His did go for a touchdown, but Philip Rivers, one went for a touchdown and two of them were... So he scored 17 points off three turnovers. It's hard. And they were winning at that point. It was a complete flip of the game. And then, although the Chargers tried, they just couldn't get that lead back. Ended up fourth and five from the goal line to win at the end of the game and Denver held them out to win, so it's yeah. what you expect from that defense. Yeah, absolutely. You look at their numbers here, they they lead everything. They've got more first downs and more total yards. Um, time of possession, they had the ball for longer, but when you're given the, the ball back to the Broncos' defense three times, I think that, that hurts you, and especially in their division that they're in, like we've been saying this whole show, that how tight that division is, and you, you drop a game to a division rival with it almost hurts you double, really, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So I think the Chargers are going to struggle from this point now cause, just because of how good that division is. But it's a shame because I think they are a very good team and I think they'll play spoiler for some teams late in the season. Yeah. They'll, I think they'll win a few games. But from this point now, what are they sitting at right now? Three and five. So you're three games behind Kansas City, which – sorry, two, two and a half games behind half, yeah. with the head-to-head. So – you're just going to struggle to catch them. And I think if you do catch them, it's probably because Kansas City have lost a few, not because you're getting better. Uh, I just want to touch base. It's a bit of a news story this week. And you're someone who's got three kids, and mm-hmm. I've got my first on the way. Derek Wolf, the defensive lineman, um, basically threatened Philip Rivers' children uh, in a sledge. I, I don't know if that's on, personally. I think you do that on an Australian rules footy field and you're probably going to yeah. get punched around a yeah, little bit. It's... And it's different. I know we're, we're different than the Americans, but I think your teammates going to probably fly the flag for something like that. It's a pretty off comment. You would think so. I didn't. I haven't read about it, but it's... He threatened to eat his children. So it wasn't anything vulgar necessarily, but no, it's... <laughs> it's a bit weird. Oh, what's your... T- Interpretation of vulgar, not eating children. No, but more like he didn't say. Not like he said, "I'm going to kill your kids" or uh, anything like yeah, that. Yeah. It wasn't as. Mal- but it just seems like a, a pretty poor way to try and get into someone's head. Yeah. Look. Look. Oh, yeah. It's, it's something that you don't necessarily need to do. Really. I mean, he's throwing interceptions on his own accord. You don't need. Well, to, and it's Phil- just Philip Rivers right. didn't. He, it wasn't like Philip Rivers dobbed him in. Derek Wolf said it in his post-game interview. Yeah. Like he was, pre- he said, once I threatened his kids, he didn't seem to didn't seem to talk back to me too much. I was like, that's not something to be proud of. No, that- I don't think so. I think that'll leave a sour taste. It's, he'll probably look back and go, I did the wrong thing. And I'd, I'd hope he. I don't know if Derek Wolf's got children or anything, but I, I'd hope he would realize that it's probably not something that needs to be. T- I think wives and children on a football yeah, field, that's right. they're probably. You know, call call him fat. You know, yeah, call him whatever you want. Yeah. Call him ugly. Do whatever you want. You know, but I think if it's wives and children, they're pretty much off limits. I think, and it's a pretty known rule. I think in a oh, lot yeah, of sports. Yeah, I think so. And he, as a father, you I do anything for my kids. And if someone's going to try and say that they're going to hurt them, well, guess what? I'm probably going to hurt you first. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm surprised Philip Rivers didn't respond. A little bit differently, but look, we'll move on from that game, uh, unfortunately for the Chargers. We'll move on to the Green Bay Atlanta game where your boys unfortunately went down by one point, 33-32, to 32, in, in what was a really good game. And Aaron Rodgers, I will say, played outstanding. Yep. He, I thought that was his best game of the year by far. He... Uh... Yeah, he had a career game. He had 60 rushing yards. Apparently, that's his longest career wow. rushing game. So, career game there for Aaron. And um, it, oh, look, we I watched this up in uh, Halls Gap when I was away with the family, and we're in the caravan and put the tally on, and we all enjoyed this game as a family. And I thought it was it, it was a really good game of football. I think it was a struggle 
both sides, you know, good offense and then teams put, come good on defense. And um, you look at the numbers and it's it's no wonder it was such a close game because all the numbers are saying that it's a very, very tight game. Yeah, and it, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. I yep. thought, I think Matt Ryan's playing, you know, at probably with, you'd say, Rogers, Matt Ryan... Brady, Brady. Uh, you think they're playing, they're Back. kind of the top three. Like, Matt Ryan's probably the best quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. This, if you go off this numbers season, wise, yeah. numbers-wise, I, I certainly would take Rodgers and Brady and probably a few others over him. Philip Rivers, Drew Brees maybe, Russell Wilson. But I still think he's he's had an outstanding season. Oh, and it's without Julio Jones dominating. Yeah. Because Green Bay basically said Julio Jones isn't going to beat us in this game. Well, he only had 29 yards. Yeah, but three it's receptions. Muhammad Sanu, Talia Gabriel, Austin Hooper, yep. Freeman. They did it without their backup running back, Tevin Coleman. So it, they're doing it in a lot of ways. They didn't run the ball exceptionally. But no. Green Bay are the top run-stopping yeah, team in right. the league. So they did it enough to, be, to keep them honest. Yep. And I thought that was really imperative. On the other side, I said Rodgers was fantastic, but I feel like the running game is what was the difference. They had a better running game, and I think Atlanta Falcons' defense, it's not a good defense. Their their one strength is their pass rush. Yep. They had the four sacks, which I think hurt you guys again. If you guys could have got a running game going, you probably could have put up more points, got more possession, kept their offense off the field more, and that could have been the difference. Uh, so you're going to have to address that. I think, yeah, like you said, we what have we traded for that guy? What was Niall Davis. Niall Davis. Who's and, now being cut. And now he's been cut and then signed and cut. He was claimed cut. off waivers by the Jets and then within 100 150 minutes, minutes was cut, cut for CJ Spiller. So a bit of a bit of a, someone should give Niall Davis a hug. Bit of a rough day for the <laughs> yeah, poor guy. He's, he's, I'm sure he'll get picked up somewhere though. He's, he'll, he'll be he, fine. But like you said, there you can't have Aaron Rodgers being your leading rusher. Um, or... Why? That's why I get you've given two carries to Niall Davis in yep. the game. He had one carry last week. So he's had three carries in two games and you cut him. Yet you've given Ripkowski six carries and he looked okay, but he's not the answer. He's a fullback. No, that's right. And they had um, uh, Montgomery last week playing as that running back. So did he, he, no, not got, he, he did not play. get a carry. No, he was injured. He didn't play. Okay, so that that's huge. So obviously... They've got they know Montgomery's back this week. I think it was just illness too. So. Yeah, and they've thought, well, Ripkowski's better. He's obviously better than Niall Davis, and Jackson. We feel he's better than Niall Davis. But you so then they've just for him. So you've given up something. You, like you got to yeah, but they it. don't Packers don't do that often. So it's it's likely they've just made a mistake there. Yep. So look, yeah, like you said, coming. Later in the year, December, January, you need to have a run game because of the weather's going to come in. So. Look, hopefully Montgomery, Ripkowski, they can get that. And um, but they're 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 getting better. They're playing more aggressive. The play calls are more aggressive. Yep. Um, I think there's there's been a little shift in their locker room, and uh, they're going in the right direction. And Minnesota, are, you know, on the downward for the last couple of weeks. So I think this this division is going to be it'll be tight with, be with tight Minnesota later. dropping a shocker. Let's get to the. Game of the week. And I'm not just saying it because the Cowboys won. Oh, it was an outstanding football game. Do you want me to just be quiet for the next five minutes? And you I'm going to go all Colin Cowherd here. All, all, I just want to say a couple of things. No, it's, you go for Zeke it. Zeke Elliott's had nearly nine, uh, 800 yards in his first, what did he, what did he play, seven, seven. seven games. Dak's thrown for nearly 2,000 yards, nine touchdowns with only two interceptions, six and one. One question I'll ask you before I'll let you loose. Yep. Tony Romo, is he coming back or is he not? I think I think he should. I think he's a better player than Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott will be the quarterback next year, no doubt about it, though something will happen with Romo in the offseason, whether he retires, they trade him, they cut him, he's the backup, I'm not sure, but something will happen with Romo. He got asked the same question and he said he will do whatever whatever is best for the team. So I certainly don't think he's putting any, well, certainly not publicly, he's putting pressure on the Cowboys. If if they feel that Prescott's the best for the team, then yep. they'll keep with that. But by all means, there's talks he's not ready and he won't be ready for another couple of weeks still. 
So what this allows you is to just be patient. Well, yeah, you, there's no need to rush him back because yeah. he has a history, doesn't he, of coming back and getting hurt again. Exactly. And so. they're winning with Prescott, and he looks great. So I don't see this as a problem for the Cowboys, and nor should they. I think they should be really happy with the position they're in. They're 6-1, and one, huge win over the Philadelphia Eagles, yep. overtime win, 29-23. That Your down thoughts call. on the fourth down call. I personally loved it because I just bagged Bill O'Brien for being a, a being a soft. Well, and we'd spoken about Jason Garrett not being that no. aggressive play caller or a, as a coach. I yeah. don't think he plays calls or plays, but as as a coach, he doesn't seem that aggressive. But uh, considering the Eagles' defense, the Eagles' sorry offense was going okay. All yeah. they had to do was if they stopped them on that fourth down go down and kick a field goal. Um, so to go for that call, get it, and then... And you know, then win the game. And that play for him, for for Dak to scramble around and to find uh, Jason Witten in the open in the end zone, I thought that was incredible. So good on him for going for it. You, like, you might as well go down swinging and maybe they'll look at... If, if they had a loss that, then it might have given them an out with Dak or something. I Who think knows? It, but, I think at five and one... Say you lose that. Say you don't get the fourth down, you lose that game. I think you can live with yourself. Yeah. I think the benefit, you've got the best offensive line in the NFL. No doubt about it. It's one yard. You also have one of the best kickers in the NFL. So the kick wasn't the issue. It would have been, yeah, Dan Bailey would, would have kicked. Yeah, it was I, don't, I, don't, I believe that. Yep. But yeah, I, I like the ballsiness. Yep. And I like the play call. I like saying we're going to run over our all-pro center here. Yep. Our guards are going to just crush down. Because the Eagles' defense had played really well. I'm going to give a lot of credit to that front seven. Like Ezekiel Elliott had 97 yards. 90 yards of that was after contact. Which yep. is an, in- it's an incredible stat for both sides. Because that defense has obviously done a pretty good job against a very good offensive line. Yep. But Ezekiel Elliott has basically just said, I'm tougher. And I can't remember, maybe since Adrian Peterson, but I can't remember seeing a guy with this mixture of speed and power. He will run over people and he'll outrun people. Well, they're putting it in him. He's had the ball 22 times. So they're showing faith in him and they're showing faith in the O-line, which... Uh, like you said, well, they're the playing to their and, strengths. Well, that's and you have to, yeah, and you have to. So, look, and like you said, if they don't get that win and they go five and two, the season's not done. The they're season's in a good not spot. done. And they got Cleveland this week. That's a win, and ooh, well, potentially ooh, a win. Ooh. It should be. It Let's should be. be. Cleveland been going all right. They're coming. I don't think they can stop the Cowboys' offense. <laughs> Dak, no, or, I, Dak or me playing quarterback. I don't think they can I, stop I, it. So now you're sending tape for a quarterback. Yeah, I'm just I'm the master of handing the ball off to yeah. Zeke, which is all I, I look. I do. think I think they played really well, and yeah, gutsy call. You you might as well go for it. Go for the win. Go for I the said, glory. At least he's at least when he went to bed that night. Win or loss, depending on that play, because could have easily been stopped. Yeah, at least he can lay there and go. I went after it, and I had the balls to make a decision yep. to win a game, and that's how you can look at it. Yeah, it could have lost him the game, but, have, but it won him the game. Yeah, and who more fitting than Jason Witten in his 250th start for the Dallas Cowboys, which is a team record? Who more fitting to catch the winning touchdown? A guy who bleeds. Yep. He is the Dallas Cowboys yeah, the last 10 years. Yep. So we'll just quickly touch on the Eagles side. I thought Carson Wentz played quite well. Yep. I'm quite impressed with him. He's, he's very accurate. Um, their offensive line isn't as good without Lane Johnson now with the suspension. He'll miss most of the year with that. So that hurts them, hurts their running game. But I thought they had a 10-point lead in this game. And this is the flip side of, of what we just talked about. They had a four a fifty four yard field goal after earlier hitting a sorry fifty two yard field goal after earlier hitting a fifty four yard field goal to make it a thirteen a ten point game again. Instead, they punt it. Cowboys get it. They drive a little bit and throw a fifty yard touchdown to Des Bryant. I feel like that's the difference. Yep. I feel like if Pedersen makes the call, let's kick this field goal. I think if they miss it, I think the Cowboys were going to score anyway. They were on that sort of a roll at that point. Whether they had an extra 20 yards or not to go, they were probably going to score. So you kick that field goal, the game's done. Yeah. The Cowboys can't catch them then. 
So, look, I hated that decision. I think you take the field goal. Um, I also hated the play call. He threw the ball behind the line on third down and lost six yards mm. when we were keying in on Darren Sproles all day and yep. he got shut down. So, on the flip side, that was something that, that was a bit a bit soft for me. I, I would have taken the field goal. Kickers get paid to kick field goals. Let's it's be their honest. Job. It's their job. So, yeah, look, I think the Cowboys are in a great spot, aren't they, going forward? Um, six and one. So six in a row, and Des Bryant back. He was outstanding. The game, the game tying touchdown, and yep. then was outstanding in overtime. I think the talk about him not being important for the Cowboys. I think he shut those talks down pretty much straight away. He was outstanding today, and I thoroughly enjoyed uh, having him back on the team. And you had a vision, didn't you? When you're ten points down, you're like, I did. I, I made a bet. I'm getting on. I'm calling Mad Bookie, and I'm saying. What do you give me for the Cowboys to win from 10 down? They gave me $4, and I took it. And you took it. And you, they won. The next play, 10, you hit Des Bryant. You put 10000 on it, and you walk <laughs> away, and you're absolutely flying. So thanks to Mad Bookie for that it was, uh, yeah. lovely promotion. It wasn't. T- we shouldn't be promoting them too much. They, don't really, they haven't given us anything yet. Well, maybe we need to give a little first before they give a little. So Mad Bookie, if you're out there, get on board. Yeah, very true. They do do a good job, Mad Bookie, so get on board with them. The last game, the Monday night game, and I called this the lock of the week on Sunday with Brett Phillips, and the Minnesota Vikings lose to the one-win Chicago Bears 20-10. to What an awful showing for Minnesota. Well, that's two awful showings in two weeks, isn't it? They, they had their... They had a grip on this division, didn't they? They were five and zero. Yep. Packers were not playing that well, and now the shift. The Packers are on the way up. They and lose to Eagles at home, and then the Bears, the worst team in the division, maybe one of the probably one of the worst teams in the NFC with the 49ers. Yep. And they lose this game. And Cutler came back from injury, played outstanding. Yeah. I thought he was. Inc- I thought he played really well. Howard, 153 rushing yards and a touchdown. He had a 69-yard run in the first quarter. Gronk would get pretty excited about that. Um, but Bradford, ineffective. I showed you a pass earlier where he missed Stefan Diggs for a certain touchdown. Yep. You hit a pass like that, the game completely changes. But they're just not getting it. The running game is the worst in the NFL. Their offensive line is the worst in the NFL. They're, they're just behind Seattle for me there. Terrible. Their tackle play is awful. Richie sent that message to us, didn't he? He, was he did. He game. was at the game. This is where we're hoping to get him on, but he's he's sleeping or watching Matilda. Yeah, he said that their O line. You know, we thought that their their O line was going to be okay with their rushing game early in the year, but it's been awful. It's just it's you can't like it. Just they just seemed lackluster and like almost not interested like Bradford last week he just didn't look interested so it's kind of his MO it's been what he's like he plays a couple of good games and then struggles Uh, the defense I feel for because they played outstanding last week against Philadelphia and probably played well enough to win the game but the offense was so bad and then this week they played they, they weren't great but they only give up 20 points like, that's not a lot of points no. in today's NFL. So, yeah, so it's just a really... Tough one there, isn't it? Good for the Packers, though. This completely opens Absolutely. the door. You know, Minnesota now 5-2. and two. A lot of people had him their number one team in the NFL the last couple of weeks. Yeah. and Two weeks ago, they were for sure. Yeah, and they're just, just falling apart. I don't know how you get this running game going. I think... Like, I, I, I know the Jake Long offers out there, and there's also... Sorry, the... What am I saying? The guy from the Browns. Joe Thomas trade is out there. Jake Long's the Minnesota Vikings current left tackle who was dreadful on the weekend. And I know that Joe Thomas trade's out there. I know Staley, the left tackle from the 49ers, has been put on the block for a second-round pick after already giving up a first-rounder for Bradford. If you feel it's your window, I give up that second-rounder and go and get one of them. Well, you're back... You know your defense is okay. Yep. Um, so you need to protect. If you've given up a first round pick for Brad, you need to protect him. Yep. You you need to get the run game going. But so, it all seems pointless if you if they fall apart now and just scrape into playoffs or don't scrape into playoffs and then get knocked out straight away. Whatever. If if they don't make a good run in the playoffs, then that first round pick you've given up for Bradford was a waste. 
And you need to do it now because if they're waiting to draft someone... Or well, the trade wait, deadline's tomorrow. Is it? So it has to be done because AP might he'll come back next year, hopefully. But And then you've got that guy. Then you've got that guy. That's what I'm saying. It needs to be done now while you can, while there are players out there that you can get because... Because um, next year, who knows? This defense might not be as good. You might mo- you might lose a couple of players in free agency. If you feel like you've got the window now, which they obviously did when they got Bradford, they've got to they've got to. Go. In my opinion, it is an absolute no brainer. Act quickly. Yes, spot on, Chris. Thank you. That James. is all the games for this week. So we have the live show this Sunday. What we're also going to do is we're going to record this Sunday, along with our live previews, which go up as a podcast. We're going to do a bit of a, a midpoint special, which will be played on SEN Live throughout the day. We've been asked to do uh, you know, a, a awards review, MVP, defensive player, coach, all that kind of stuff. Check our predictions, how they went. We've been asked to do a playoff pr- preview of who, if the season ended today, at the midway point, who's in the playoffs, who we feel is is the better teams, um, and a little bit of a, a rookie watch we'll be doing on Sunday. So tune in either live. It'll be coming on sporadically throughout the day on SEN. They're doing that because they know everyone wants to listen to us, so they spread it out through the day so people listen all day to try and hear us, which... Keep up the good work, guys. Keep downloading every uh, us every week. Yep. Sending in the good feedback. Um, I've had a few questions when we're on live, which is always great. Any Twitter questions, get them to us. We'll definitely answer them. Uh, And most of all, enjoy watching the NFL because we're now halfway through the season or just we're halfway this week. So it's quickly going. So enjoy it. Love it. Chris, anything to say before we go? No, but you have done a great job in the hot seat with the uh, coach out of out of this country. So hopefully I'm, he gets back through customs. And I think he's back next week. So I'll have to call my mates in customs and get him delayed so I can keep this I, gig up. Mate, I, I don't know if he gets it back. No, I reckon he goes back to the number three slot. Yep, I he agree. And that work. means he doesn't go live. He has to the two work, of us keep he, going live. He has to work his uh, way back up the depth chart, I think. Yep, 100%. As someone as sitting number one on the depth chart, which I have been for some time, uh, I definitely agree with you. Rich, you can come in at third string. That's us for today. Tune in Sunday live SEM with Brett Phillips. You'll hear us. Uh, I'm not sure if Richie's back, so we'll have to we'll have to double check with him. But you'll you'll hear two of us somewhere. Uh, follow Chris Bryan at Chris Bryan eighty two, former NFL superstar. Never forget that. Follow Richie at Richie 3 He's got some great pictures. Him and his partner have just saturated my my news feed with pictures of squirrels and their dinner, which has been, you know, quite annoying. Follow me at Jartha6594. Follow Jarius Bird. Jairus Bayard. Jairus Bayard. At his Twitter account. He'd be very excited. Thank you for listening. We'll, you'll hear us next week. Thanks for listening to the SEN NFL podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. Richie's been anal again, and then he's going to get some anal.